Here we go. Today's daf is daf pei aleph, page eighty-one in the Hilgim Maseches Gittin. Bezos Hashem, we're going to be zayicha. The plan is to be able to finish the eighth parak of Gittin, and we are entering our second to last week of this Masechta. All right, we're entering our second to last week. Bezos Hashem, next week we're Messiah. but we are up to the very top line. On Daf Pei Aleph, Bez Hashem, our goal is to get on to Daf Pei Bez and, and uh, finish the eighth parak. So here we go. Continuing on with issues that could crop up within the actual text of the get. Kosav Lagarish Asishtai, somebody writes a get to his wife to divorce her, Vinimlach, and then he changes his mind. Bishami Aymrim Postla Minakahuna. You hear this? Bishami says, if you wrote a get to your wife, and didn't even hand it to her, she can never marry a Kayan. Now, a Kayan is only allowed to is only forbidden to marry a divorcee. This woman is not divorced. So why would a Kayan not be allowed to marry her? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the what the problem uh, what what the uh, problem over here is. Okay. But according to Beishamai, if a husband even thought about divorcing his wife, she's going to become possible to a We still let even if he gives her a get on condition, the condition is not fulfilled, which means she's not possible. Anytime she's not divorced, she's not possible to kahuna. So what would happen if the husband were to now die? Beishamai is going to say she is a widow who still cannot marry a Kayan. And Basilo says she's a widow, and therefore she certainly can marry a Kayan. Okay? Says the Gemara, four lines from the top, for those who are joining us, from the top of Payal, from Aralev, Shalach, Lerib Yosef, Reh, the Rebbe Nasha, Mid Devilish, Reb Yosef. And so the Rebbe Nasha of Deville sent a Shaila to Shmuel, Yilam Dein Rabbeinu, please teach us our Rebbe, Yatzal of Kail, Ish Plani Kayan, Kosov Gedli, Ish If let's say there's a rumor going around, that this guy, who's a Kohen, wrote a get for his wife, Yeshevas Tachta Bumashamshay, she he divorced her, but they're still living together. Mahu, what is the halacha? Okay? His shaila is that if there's rumor going around that they're divorced, um, do we have to separate the Kohen and his wife? Now, why would I need to separate them? Because a Kohen is not allowed to marry any any divorcee, even if she's his former wife. So the issue here is, if Itaka gave her a get, they're not allowed to be together. And she's still living in the same house. So should we step in and separate them? Shalach So Shmuel responded, say, yeah, she has to leave. But you got to make sure you know what you're talking about. Meaning it has to be, you have to first make sure, you have to eat baidik. And make sure that... Um, uh, the, a divorce actually happened, and if a divorce actually happens, you separate them. Mahi, what is the um, uh, what exactly are we looking at? Ilema, if we're going to say the imevatlina kol elamatina, if you're going to tell me whether the rumors are true, banarda asroi dishmoli, but narda was in the city of Shmuel, banarda leimevatli kala, and in narda in the bezdin of narda. They didn't get involved with rumors, Rashi explains. They didn't get involved, yeah? Which means they didn't, if there were rumors about a person, they didn't want this very interesting, actually a very profound concept, and you really need big shoulders to know when to apply this. The Bate Din 
if there was news out about Yidin and bad things about Yidin, the Batei didn't, Shmuel's best then wouldn't get involved. Because in case it turns out the rumors weren't true, other people wouldn't know the rumors aren't true, and it looked bad for the Bezdin as if they're covering things up. So they would have other people step in and do it, take care of it. Ella rather, the Karl Nasina it's got to be that there wasn't a Shaila about the rumors. The Shaila was whether the rumor that he gave her a get could also be that he just wrote a get for her. Now get ready for this. If it's all about the writing of the get, but not that he actually divorced her, that would mamish be the case of the Mishnah, and we and the Shaila would be whether she has to uh, separate just from the fact that there was a writing of a get, even if it wasn't get, even if it wasn't given. And if that would be true, it seems Shmuel is passing like Beishamai. So the Gemara says, even if they do call giving writing Lexiva Gufa the actual writing certainly would be called writing, and therefore we should um, uh, therefore we should let them stay together. Why are we why are we saying that they need a they need to separate? The Gemara says no. In um, that Ksiva would be referred to as Ksiva. Why? If it comes out that the way people talk is that we talk about giving the get as writing the get. Now, as you'll say about a couple, he wrote a get. When you say that expression, he wrote a get, what you mean is he divorced her. But there, that could also be that he, that he uh, mamish gave it to her. And therefore, Tetzay, yeah, therefore we're going to make them separate. So people shouldn't think that you can allow a Kayan to marry a woman that he divorced. Says the Gemara, okay. So according to the case we just established, the halacha is, at least the psak of Shmuel, at least according to Shmuel's psak, that if there's a rumor that the, that the Kayan and his Rebetzin are divorced, we're going to force the wife to leave. I have Amar Avashi, Kokola, Debasar, Nesu, and Leicha, Shiran, any news, any rumors that come out after Nisuin, we're not concerned about whether or not uh, it's, it's valid. Meaning once a couple's living together and rumors come out afterwards that maybe something happened prior, we say they're married, everybody else can mind their own business. And therefore, if any rumors that come out after Nisuin we don't rely upon, why is it that Shmuel's saying that she has to leave her husband who's a Kayim? So the Gemara says, you're right. That can't be the case. Rather, what does it mean? Says the Gemara, my nami misheni. What does it mean that she has to leave? It means she's going to have to leave an, um, uh, a second, a second husband. If word went out that she stayed with her first husband and now she married somebody else, so she's going to have to leave her second husband who is a kayan. So in other words, like this: if she would be, still be with her first husband, even if there's rumors out there that they're divorced. We're actually going to allow her to stay with him. But let's say this guy dies. Let's say this husband dies. Get ready. And now, after the rumors, she's going to marry another Kayan. Now, here's the problem. Ready? Is she a widow? Because we know for sure her husband dies, so she's certainly a widow. Or do we say, since there were rumors about her first marriage being a get, see, the first guy we're not going to make her leave from because it's just a rumor and it was after their Nisuin. But the second guy, the new Kayan that she's marrying, we're going to make her leave him because the rumors came out prior to her being married to the second Kayan. So in other words, we're going to ignore the rumor as far as her first Kayan husband, because the rumor came out after their marriage. 
but we're not going to ignore the rumor as far as allowing her to marry the second guy. Says Gemara, If you're going to force her to marry the second guy, if you're going to force her to leave the second Kayan, what are you telling the world? She actually was a divorcee the whole time. And if you're telling the world she's actually a divorcee the whole time, then what happens to the children from her first marriage? Everyone's going to say, oh, look, you know why she had to leave the second guy? Because she really wouldn't have stayed married to the first guy. She wasn't allowed to. And those children are halalim. They're not really kahanim. Says the Gemara, Kibun de Misheni, who de Kaptina lay, since we're only making her leave the second husband, People say, nah, she's just divorced uh, right before he died, and they're not going to put two and two together to start spreading rumors about her children of the first marriage. Okay. Come and see the difference in the levels of Kedusha, of Hasidus, between earlier and later generations, the earlier generations is referring to Beishamai. Beishamai said, we don't mess around. Even if a husband thought about divorce, a Kayan husband thought about divorcing his wife, he's got to separate. There is a of Daisa. Later generations is referring to the opinion of Rebbe Daisa. What do you mean the opinion of Rebbe Daisa? We haven't been introduced to this opinion yet. So the Gemara explains to Tanya, because Melantin or Brisa. Shavuya Oicheles Betruma, a woman who is captured by non-Jews, is still permitted to eat truma. Okay? We know in general, any family member of a Kayan, a daughter or a wife, is permitted to eat truma unless she has the status of a Zayna. Once she gains the status of a Zayna, which comes upon a woman, if she has relations with somebody who's forbidden, she's, uh, she, once she has relations and that she gains the status of a Zayna, she's going to be Aser Ti Truma. Over here, she's a Shvuya, she's taken to captivity, which means the assumption is that these captors had relations with her. So, she can still eat Truma. Okay? Amar of Daisa. Also the Aravi Zet. Yeah. He says, and I'll tell you why she can still eat Shuma. Because what did this Arab, what did this non-Jew do to her? Just because he was immoral with her. So therefore, he's going to pass her to Guna. What he says is that there's no assumption that anything here was done willingly. Anything was, you know, and even if he wasn't more with her, it wouldn't be a complete act of uh, intercourse. And therefore, she is mutter. So you see the difference in earlier generations where we were concerned about the immorality, even of a husband, even having a thought of divorcing his wife. We're like, oh, you know, we, we can't mess with this. And, they, and by Rav Daisa, he's like, you know what? As long as it wasn't mamish actual intercourse, she's still going to be allowed to eat truma. Because it's not considered, we don't take anything less than that so seriously. So that's the difference between the, uh, the sensitivity to this, uh, this area of, of Kedusha. Okay. Look at the difference in the earlier and later generations. Right, this Kamara comes up multiple places. Earlier generations, the earlier Yidin, they would make sure to bring all their food into the homes through the main door, because they so badly want to do the mitzvah of Miser. And 
the obligation of Meiser on your produce is when you bring it through the main entrance of your house and you smooth out the pile, they made sure to put themselves into a situation that they'll be chayev to do mitzvahs. However, in their generations, what are people thinking? How can I get out of Meiser? I know I have an obligation to Meiser, but what loopholes can I find to, to not have to take Meiser? Okay, what, what is Dairus Rishonim? person who wants to be obligated to mitzvah, person loves mitzvah, realizes mitzvah is a way to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I look, I run after it, and trying to, even if it's a situation where I normally wouldn't be obligated to do the mitzvah, but I find a way to make myself obligated, because it's a new way to connect, it's another way to connect to, uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav and Rav says, Biblically, produce not obligated to mitzvah until it sees the entrance of the house. I removed the Kaidesh, that which is holy, the Miser, from my house. <clears throat> he says, no, even if it's not brought out, brought, brought in through the main part of the house, even if it enters the Chatzar, that establishes the obligation of Truma. Shenemar, uh, and Miser, Shenemar, as it says, and they will eat in your gates, and they will be satisfied. So Rabbi Yechanan disagrees. With that leniency, but either either way, it's another brisa showing Yerida Sadiris the difference between the approach of earlier Yidin who desperately did whatever they could to put themselves into a situation of of chi of mitzvahs. I suppose the latter generations are like ah, you know less less sensitive to the opportunity. Next mission: Amagaris is just like Vilana Imai Bepuntiki. Somebody divorces his wife, and then they sleep together at a hotel. She does not need another get. She does need another get. Okay. What's the Shaila? The Shaila is why they go in a hotel together. Beishamai says, for whatever reason, we don't assume they remarried. Beishol says, yes, we do. She's going to need another get. Emasai, when is this true? That's when they already had been intimate together, when they had. Uh, live together, because they aren't comfortable physically with each other. There is a machlekes in our Mishnah whether or not she's going to need a, a second get. Now, what, why would you need a second get? So the machlekes is going to be dependent on whether. If they had relations, it's going to be the shame kedushin. We know that a man acquires a woman money The assumption is that if they went together to a hotel, they had bia, they had relations, and then we're going to assume that since they were previously married, those relations are going to be the shame kedushin. So he said this whole machleik is only where they actually saw bia, they actually saw intercourse take place between husband and wife. In the hotel, top of Amun Beis, Beishamai Savri Adam Aisa Bilasi Bilas Nos. Beishamai says you don't need a second divorce. You don't need to get. You know why? Because even if they got back together, it was a it was a one night thing, and it wasn't. You don't have to assume it was the shame kedushin. The husband's fine, just keeping it as Nos. Beisil Savri, Beisil. Interestingly, he kind of this is consistent with Beisil's approach of believing in people and the greatness of people. Beisil says, "No, I trust another Aisa Bilasi Bilas Nos." If they're going to get together, then you have to assume that they're, they were doing it by Derech Kedusha. Yeah, the same act, which if it's done in marriage is Kaddish, done outside of marriage is Nus. So he says, we're going to assume that people do these with Derech Kedusha, 
And therefore, you have to assume it's an act of marriage. We trust people who want to do the right thing. And there's Adams. They say, therefore, there's Adam. And they saw the Bia. It must have been the same Kedushan. So you need a second uh, divorce. Let's say there's no witnesses. I call Everybody agrees that even Beso would agree you do not need a, uh, a another get. Tanam we learned in the Mishnah. Umaydim, everyone agrees. Bin is Garsham and Erisin. Let's say she was divorced from the first stage of marriage, which means they never gained a comfort together uh, with, with intimacy. That she doesn't need uh, another get. Because they're not comfortable with each other. But I don't understand. What's the difference? Says the Gemara, Gavaldika Shaila, Gavaldika Kasha, challenge. One second. Who cares if ain't leave a gasba? If there's witnesses in our Mishnah that actually saw an act of intercourse, who cares? They're not, they're not comfortable with intimacy. But we know they we know they were together. It doesn't matter. So the Gemara says you're right. So that can't be the case. The Machlaikas cannot, we can't say the Machlaikas is where there are witnesses and no Machlaikas. When there's no witnesses, we have to shift course and re-explain the Machlaikas. Rather, Ella, our Mishnah is where they didn't, there were no Adam that saw the actual Biyah. There's no Machlekes if there's no witnesses. Everybody will agree. No witnesses, there's no second get. They saw relations. So we're going to assume that it was done the same kedush. Now, umas nisan. So that's by the um, yeah. So that's by um, the brisa. However, umas nisan our mishnah do ukimna bleiruyashnevla. We just established it has to be machlekes beishamizel has to be where there's no witnesses. So, but my my plea was machlekes. Dika ede yichur black ede bia. Here's here we go. This is gishmak. The machlekes is there was no witnesses on the actual intercourse, but there were witnesses on yichud in the room. They saw them walk together into a private room in the hotel, but there's no edim on the actual relations. Bishamay sabi leyamir nehin hein ede yichur hein ede bia. Bishamay holds just because you witnessed yichud doesn't mean that you could give any sort of testimony about bia. So therefore, it says Bishamay. You don't need a get from the second guy. You know why? Because there was no act of marriage. All you saw was a yichud. Big whoop. So what? When you witness yichud, you can also basically say there was a bia. And therefore, if there was a bia, this is also considered a day kedushin, and therefore they're going to need a second get. However, even Basil would agree that let's say, since now, what are we dealing with? Are the witnesses on the intercourse? No. The witnesses are only on the Yichud. So, like this, this is Gishmak. If the couple was only married from Erison and they never had relations before, so everybody will agree that she doesn't need to get from the second guy. We're not going to say. That the same ADB are the same thing as Gavaldik. We still will agree to that concept that is very logical. Says the Gemara, but does Rabbi Yechanan explain the Machlekas in that way again? That the Machlekas, the Meshami and Bishilo, 
is when there's actual Adam on the Bia, the first approach we took. We know Rabbi Yechon agrees with a Stam Mishnah, and now we just said our Stam Mishnah, our plain Mishnah, is dealing with only Edim on the Yichud, not Edim on the Bia. So why would he follow the first Mahalach, the first approach? Says Gemara, you're right, it's a Machlekes Amiram, it's a Machlekes between students of Rabbi Yechon about what Rabbi Yechon actually held. Kavaldik, period, end of that Gemara. Next Mishnah, final Mishnah in the eighth parak. Here we go. Let's give a, a little bit of an introduction. How much space is there permitted to be between lines on a get? Zero. What's the problem? People are going to write between the lines. Right? They have these letters that are written very cryptically where you, it gives across one message... And then they tell you, read every other line, and it gives off a whole different message. Okay? Okay. Now, there are gitten, there are gitten where space needed to be had for the, on a get for the following reason. There are yidden who are very impulsive. So the Chachamim wanted that, specifically Kahanim, Rashi explains, okay, where Kahanim cannot remarry their wives, now that they marry a divorcee. So we didn't want a Kayan to have it so easy to write a get. We wanted to create some, some uh, extra, uh, call it, it's not halachas, uh, procedural needs, so that the get will take longer and the husband will rethink his impulse, you know, how, how impulsive, impulsivity, and maybe not divorce his wife. Okay. So there was a gezerah that a kayan can only marry his wife if he writes a get, and then they had to fold it a certain way and then sew it up and then write another line, all in all, there were three folds. It was a whole Gansa Gesheft. It was called a Get Makusher, a tied up Get. And again, the reason why it had to be tied up is because it, it ended up being spaces in the Get, but it wasn't a problem because those spaces were, were tied together. So when, when you looked at the Get, it looked like it was straight through, but it added procedure. Okay, that's, there's more to it, but that's basically what it is. Now, any sort of get also needs a uh, signatures on bottom. Okay? These signatures on bottom. Every fold, what they did was like this. They would take the, the, the cipher, would write lines from the get, and then the Adam would sign it, and they would t- tie it up. More lines from the get, Adam would sign it. This way it got rid of the bald spots. It got rid of the empty spots even though there was no actual writing of the get, but we filled it up with signatures. Says the Mishnah, Kansa beget kireach. If, some, if somebody married a woman who was divorced using one of these gitten, okay, and it turns out that 
one of the folds of the get was bald, there was lacking a signature. So now we have a problem. We have a problem. Because it wasn't a kosher get. It was lacking a signature, and now because now you have space in the folds. The halacha is, She's got to leave both husbands, and everything that we learned in the previous Mishnah, Ba comes on her. Get kireach. If somebody uses a uh, get, um, I'm sorry, get, get kireach, if you have a bald get, anybody can fill that in. No, you don't need to be a specifically kosher witness. This is the opinion of bananas. You're right, there's different laws as far as signatures, but you have to at least be a kosher aide. <clears throat> even if you're not a kosher aide for this. So let's say usually a witness on a get cannot be a relative. But my relative is still a kosher witness, just not for me. Says Rebbe Kiva, you can't use a scoundrel to sign on, uh, to fill up the bald spot. A guy who's not trustworthy. But if you have a trustworthy person who just happens to be my father, that's going to be okay. Any time there's more kosherah, more ties, than the witnesses who signed it, which is an interesting expression. More fold than the witnesses. What does that mean? Four folds, two witnesses. How do you understand that? Or does it mean there's more folds than witnesses who signed? So we'll wait for the Gemara. Here we go. Says the Gemara. My time the Why? What's the problem with a bald get? Gezera mishum kolchem. Gezera is. That uh, we're concerned that the husband appointed more witnesses to sign on it, and they didn't, and then it ended up being a a uh, puzzle get. Anybody's allowed to sign for Rabbi Akiva. Eved my time alone. Rabbi Akiva said, "No, they can't. Only if it is ready, uh, somebody who's usually kosher." Says the Gemara. According to Rabbi Akiva, why can't an Avakanani sign on a Gekireach? Maybe we're going to say, oh, you know, because once you allow the aid, the the Ever Kanani to sign, people are going to trust him as a witness in other places. People are going to say this Karev also. Wow, you know, Karevim relatives. You're allowing this guy to sign. Must be relatives are allowed to sign. So that can't be why Rabbi Akiva allows a relative all he doesn't allow somebody with a different problem. So the Gemara says, When it comes to an Evan, you're not allowed to sign because people are going to say that he's already Jewish. They're going to consider him to be a Jewish person. They're going to give him Yichus. <clears throat> but if you're a Karav, if you're a relative, you are Jewish. There's no problem with that. Gazlan, the Bar Yuchsin, who is Kash. Okay. What about a Gazlan? What, what about a thief? Um, Rabbi Kiva doesn't allow that. But it's not going to change Yichus. Why do we learn in our mission? Who's allowed to sign on these empty spaces? Which means, Why doesn't Rabbi Akiva allow a Gazan? Because you're not going to, uh, because then people are going to treat him with good Yichus. A Gazan has good Yichus. So what's the problem? So Gemara says, you're right. That can't be the reason either. Rather, Ella Ebed Hainu Taima, the reason why an Ebed cannot sign to Asula Meymar Shachuri Shachare, people are going to say that he's, he's, um, could give Edus in general, Gazlan Amyas Meymar and by Gazlan, people will say, if you allow him to sign, you'll have the same problem. You know what people are going to say? Maybe he's about Chuva. See, here's the deal. If somebody's a Gazlan, if somebody's a robber, he's not allowed to sign 
for how long? The rest of his life? If you ever stole in your life, you can never be a witness again? Avadanat. Of course you could do tshuva. The problem over here is that this Gazla never did tshuva. So if, says Gemara, if I allow him to sign, people are going to think he's about tshuva and it's not true. Karev Michael Amemar. What are you going to say about a relative? Says Gemara, Karev Kuli Amiyad By a robbery, you never know if somebody truly did tshuva. By a Evet, people are going to think Taka, the guy was free. But by a Karav, there's no changing family. That's it, there's no changing. You could disown a parent, you could disown a sibling, you could disown a kid, they're still your kid, they're still your, your sibling, they're still your parent. And therefore, that's not going to change at all. Therefore, if we allow the Karav to sign on the get, Nobody's going to say, oh, it's going to lead to a problem in a different place. See, here's the deal. The signature on the bald spot is not really here to give us kosher witnesses. It's to fill up the get because they're not allowed to be empty spaces. So we don't truly need a kosher aid. The issue is going to be, once we're allowing him to sign, what are people? what's going to be a tzah, a positive negative effect? That could come out of a random person doing it. So that's where our Mishnah is making, that's where Rabbi Akiva is making a difference between somebody who could change their status, where he says you can't do that, you can't allow them to sign because people are going to think their status has changed, vis-a-vis somebody whose status cannot change, such as a karav. Over there, Rabbi Akiva will allow it. Okay. Amr Zira, Amr Rabba, Bar Sheilta, Amr Vamnuna Saba, Amr Vada Barava, Geki Reach, Sharav Shiva, Vedim Shisha. If you have a Geki Reach, there's seven ties, and there's going to be six witnesses. Shisha, Veda Chamisha, or six ties or folds. There's going to be five sets of witnesses. Chamisha, Veda Barba, five folds, four, Arba, Veda Shlisha. This is how far there is a machlekas between Benani and Rabbi Akiva. Once you get down to less folds and less witnesses, even Benanas will agree that you can't use the other, um, you, you can't use an Eved and uh, Gazla and so on and so forth. But a, um, a relative would be permitted. Okay, so somebody who is mamish has a big problem being being an aide in general, we're not going to allow to sign, relative you could. Okay. I don't understand what your logic is. Anytime you have um, Adim, anytime you have three Adim on a get that's tied up, it's considered like two witnesses in a regular case. Just like by a regular case, you cannot allow a Karev to sign, you need two kosher witnesses Nami, so to over here, Karev Loi, we should not allow a Karev to sign because now we're using a puzzle aid for this scenario to, to play a, a crucial role, an integral role in the testimony. I also was bothered by this. So he asked the back to Ravnuna, Ravnuna asked the back to Ravnuna, Ravnuna, and he said to him, don't be so concerned because even on a get makusha, which has three witnesses, it's not a dindarais. So meaning, even though you do need three witnesses, it's really only two that are needed, and the third is exeridirabonan. Since it's not a dindaraisa, so it is uh, we could allow that third aid to be a karev. Tanya Namihachi learned to write similarly, get kireach. 
you have a bald gek, shara shiva vedim shisha, shisha vedim chamisha, chamisha vedim arba, arba vedim shlisha, al kamachlikas bananas, rabbi akiva, shlishi, hishlam alav eved. If let's say the, we used an eved, bananas oimer havlad kasher, we said it's going to be fine, because again, he allows an eved under all those numbers, uh, six to five, five to four, four to three. Um, that uh, you could have a puzzle aid, there's no problem. That's where you have a machlekas. But let's say you get down to two. Everybody's going to agree that the third aid can only be a relative. Okay. Rabbi Yosef Masni Kosher. Rabbi Yosef learned the, expl- uh, the psak, which is that if a. If a um, that a uh, if you have three Adim on the get makusher, he holds that the third aid has to be kosher, totally kosher. For this, in other words, he holds that you can't even have a person who's usually kosher. For example, like a relative, I have a Tanya Karav. We said a relative's fine. Even Rabbi Kiva agreed with that. So why is Rabbi Yosef and Amira coming and arguing on the Mishnah? Amira Papa Tani kosher. The Brisa means. He should be kosher. Kosher doesn't mean that he's somebody who has to be kosher over here. It means in general kosher, which would include a relative. says that you could only have one aid who's a karev on this as part of the three aidim. You can't have two kraven. Yeah, we don't want the, a bezin to establish it as kosher with only one kosher. Witness Amar Avashi says, the, um, what, what we learned is Meduyik like this. It, it infers like this. Why? Top of tomorrow's daf. Because we went back, we went down one at a time, and we said one, so we see only one as a karev is allowed. Shema Mina, this is, this is a, a good raya, it's a good proof. You should know when we say that these three witnesses, one is allowed to be a relative, it doesn't matter the order that the relative signs. How do I know that? Since it doesn't say how to sign it, it just says one out of the three could be a card. If one of the three could be a card, it doesn't tell me if he's the first guy to sign, the second guy to sign, the third guy to sign. It doesn't make a difference. So the, if it would be crucial, the Mishnah would have told me that. The fact that the Mishnah doesn't say anything about it is a proof that the, the karev, the relative, could, could be any, in any order of signatures. And we also learn out from, from uh, our halacha, of, a get, of our mission of a get makusher. Mikol tlosa mikaminon v'lai be'inon ritzufim. That the, the um, names, the signatures could be given in any specific order, okay? And all we need is three kosher witnesses, even if they're not all together. Now, what this means is like this. We said if there's going to, you could have six folds, six ties in the get, you're going to have five, with five witnesses. I mean, we worked our way down. He says, even within the list of Adim, all you need on that list of Adim is three kosher witnesses, Okay? You don't need that the three Adim that you're relying upon are all in in uh, set order. Now, how do you see this? If you need that all three signatures are are uh, in order, and since you have three signatures mamish together, 
one could be a karayv, just to fill space, so why don't we say, do it somewhere else? There's many other signatures on it. And since we say that the karev is limited to where he could sign, we, well, so that's a raya, that, uh, and we only allow one, eight, one uh, karev on it and all, it must be that the order of signatures is not going to change anything because the three signatures, again, don't need to be all signed together. They asked the Rav Ami, what do we do? We have space on the get. Who can we get to sign it? And he said, you could even get an Evan from the Shuk, which means we're lenient like Shitas Benanas in our Mishnah. Hadron Allah Hazairek. Hadron Allah Hazairek. Hadron Allah Hazairek. We're going to return to you. Bez Hashem Perek Hazairek. Mazel tov to everybody who finished the Heiliga eighth parak of Masechus Gittin. Tomorrow we will pick up with the ninth and final parak of our beautiful Heiliga Masechda. Have a gutavach. Have a wonderful evening. Bezem daf tomorrow morning, nine thirty a.m. Zayge benched.